1: Please note this show contains discussions of disordered eating and body dysmorphia. Lauren, it's summertime and you know what that means. Yep,
2: bikini season, being beach body ready, no carbs before Mars. Well,
1: I was actually going to say warmer days and no school run and perhaps a family holiday. But yes, lots of people are feeling very self-conscious about everything you just mentioned above. And that's why this week
2: we are tackling body confidence. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is Self Care Club.
1: The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women
2: every episode we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your
1: well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to.
2: Welcome to Self-Care Club. Before we head into our summer break, we're bringing you a mini-series on body confidence. So this week and next week we're going to be discussing all elements of body confidence and how to cultivate it. We have some special guests bringing their
1: expertise and experience and Lauren and I will be delving into our own body image and going through practices to bring you our insights and honesty in what helps break us away from the societal messaging that we need to look a certain way in order to feel worthy. We hope you get a lot from
2: it and we hope to do justice to this important topic. Body confidence refers to a positive attitude and acceptance of one's own body, regardless of its shape, size or perceived imperfections. It involves feeling comfortable and satisfied with your physical appearance.
1: It's essential for overall well-being and your mental health. When you have high levels of body confidence, you tend to have improved self-esteem, a more positive body image and a greater sense of self-worth. It means you're also less likely to compare yourself to others and more inclined to engage in healthy behaviours like exercising regularly, lowering eating a
2: balanced diet and taking care of your body body confidence is really about self-acceptance it starts with accepting and embracing your body as it is recognizing that everyone's unique and there is no ideal body type it involves focusing on your strengths appreciating what your body can do and celebrating its uniqueness imagine how we would all feel if we just accepted that we're perfect just as we are right now
1: And also imagine how many industries would go out of business. All of them. A-S-A-P. Yeah. Because they're all built, not all, most. The beauty industry, the health and fitness industry, a lot of the food industry, the diet industry. All built on a woman not liking herself. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Um, Body Confidence is also about cultivating a realistic and healthy perception of your body. It means recognising that beauty comes in all shapes, sizes and forms. Instead of fixating on perceived flaws or societal standards, it focuses on the aspects of your body that you love and appreciate. Mm. Wow.
2: Sounds very simple. Oh, doesn't it? But not so easy. Do you love and appreciate your body just as it is? Um, I think
1: if you are a regular listener of this show, you will know that I don't love Mm. and appreciate. Well, actually, that's not true. I do appreciate my body because I've learned to, but never
2: aesthetically I don't appreciate it aesthetically I appreciate what it does so this week for the first part of this mini-series we're really going to be focusing on the aesthetic side our actual how we feel about how our body looks, looks. and then next week yeah. we're going to be going much more into what your body does yes and how it performs which is slightly different so if this week seems a little surface level all about aesthetics, that's on purpose. Yeah.
1: Well, we wanted to cover the whole realm of body confidence and mm. the whole realm of what people can and do struggle with on a daily basis. And let's be honest, a lot of people do still struggle about what their body looks like.
2: Absolutely. I
1: know, it's, but it's very dated. It's a very dated ideal, isn't it? And you're supposed to be moving away from that with all these kind of body confidence accounts that are out there on Instagram and all the different language that's out there which is brilliant and necessary but I still don't see it changing that much of how a woman looks at herself in the mirror.
2: I think there's more diversity about acceptance of different body types. I don't think that I feel like when we were growing up there was one type and that was very, very skinny. Well,
1: it wasn't always. It changed throughout the years. It was what it was. What was ever on trend?
2: Sure. But as we were sort of coming into being women, well, that, it was the
1: Kate Moss yeah, era. Yeah, that wasn't heroin it? chic. The heroin the, chic. Yeah. The
2: thinner you are, the more you look like a twelve-year-old child. The better it is. And now that messaging, I think, like for your daughters, they're seeing people like Lizzo. They're seeing plus-size models on everyday billboards everywhere. I think it's getting healthier. But I don't think it makes women feel okay about their body image
1: well i still think there's trends when it comes to body shapes for sure Uh, and at the moment it's having a really big bum and a really tiny waist and really big boobs that sort of very curvaceous jessica
2: rabbit kardashian-esque figure
1: yeah. yeah, but it's still just as unattainable, of course, for some people. And it's just just as unobtainable as the heroine chic look is. Yes. It's just a different type of maintenance that it takes yeah. in order to get there. Yes. So the message is the fucking same, regardless of what shape or size is trendy. It's still if you don't look like this, then you are not worthy. Mm. If you don't look th- like this idea of perfection, then you get to feel shit about yourself. Yeah. Basically, so the messaging is exactly
2: the same. Yeah. To help us out this week, we are delighted to be joined today by Karis Whitaker. <laughs> Karis is a mum of two living in Cardiff. For the past seven years, she's worked on social media and on her ongoing business projects alongside her husband, James. Karis has become a key name on social media for her popular daily lifestyle content, gaining over 1 million followers across her channels. Starting out as a fitness influencer, she realized the lifestyle she was leading was having a negative impact on her mental health and her content has followed her journey through weight gain and body changes. Consequently, she's now one of the leading figures promoting body Positivity online. She also shares content around family life, fashion, self love, house renovations, and much more. But most importantly to her, she shares her ongoing journey with self love, self care, and and body confidence. Karis, welcome to the club.
3: Oh, that was a lovely bio. Thank you, little introduction
1: there. <laughs> Thank
0: you. We're so
1: excited to have you. Thank you. And as we said earlier, we are practicing body confidence and we couldn't think of anyone better to help us along this journey. <gasps> okay. A lot of pressure. I'm excited no, there's no, no pressure. pressure. No, We're no, just no. gonna ask you, Just, we just wanna know about you yeah. and how you got from A to B kind of thing. So can you tell us? Yes. Was there a moment that you decided to step back from diet culture? And if not, like, how and when did it happen? Well, it's been such such a long journey
3: for me. That's why I think there's no, like, when I look back, there's no moment where I sort of thought, right, this is it, I need to make a change. Like, it's been seven years since I started on social media. And even before starting on social media, you know, it was... Diet culture is just, I think it's just embedded in us since since we pop out the womb. It is literally yes. like, I can't even remember how young I was when that sort of thing started. Um, but I've been on social media for seven years and it, it's just been such a journey. I started within, you know, for the fitness community and it was such a big part of my life. But there was no moment really where I thought, right, this is unhealthy, let's change. It was more my body changed over time. And my, I struggled with that. And therefore I just didn't want to struggle anymore. And so each year I became, you know, a bit more confident and a bit more, I learned more about myself and more about self-love. So it really has been like a journey over the past seven years. There was no like moment where I thought, right, this is it. But I think that's the thing with self-love. It is such a journey. It's not something that can happen overnight. It really is, you know, and I'm still, I'm still learning now and I'm still working on it now. But yeah, there was definitely no moment where I was like, right, this is it but for me it was kind of just it was just a slow it was a slow change over the past
2: seven years when you were in that whole diet culture mm. space what were you having to do to like maintain your that very tiny mm. frame and your size and how was that negatively impacting on you so i think the main thing for me
3: is So I was in with like obviously it had become my job. So I started at a university on social media, doing the fitness. You know, it was a relatively new thing when I started, um, kind of being an influencer, (laughs) yeah, Um, as they call it. Um, And I start it. It was kind of my whole world, and I dropped out of university. Me and my partner did to pursue this, you know, career on social media, sharing fitness. And at the time, you know, you don't realise it, but. I was able to let my whole day become uh, going to the gym, tracking what I eat, um, and it only took till even maybe the last few years that I realised when I look back how little of a personality I actually had. My whole personality was oh going to the gym and tracking my calories, and you know doing that. You don't see it at the time mm. because you're that's you know you're like this is great, this this is me. Everybody loves it. I'm getting loads of validation online. I'm helping people. And throughout the whole journey, fitness and always will be a part of my life because I love being fit. I love being healthy and I want it to be part of my life. But when I look back now, it's only now that I realize I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't even, you know, there was nothing a I didn't have anything else about me. I didn't really have anything to talk to my friends about. Like, I lost kind of interest in any of my friends unless they were really in the fitness community as well because it's all you wanted to talk about. You know, how many yeah. calories was in a sandwich, do you know? Yeah, it was yeah. So I look back now and I just think, oh, gosh, there's a lot more to
2: life. And I, I didn't see it. Did you like the way you looked? Did it make you happy?
3: Um, I think I... That's oh, a really that's a hard one. It's a really question. hard one because... I knew that I looked good because I had a lot of validation, or for what people would think looked good. Yeah, Um, because I had a a lot of validation from people online. But in myself, there was never a single moment where I thought, "Right, you look great. I look amazing." Wow. So you never appreciated? No, never. It It was always, and this is such such a scary thing that me and my partner we remind ourselves all the time if we're ever struggling with, um, you know, how we look or like think. You know, when you look back at an old photo and you think how did I not appreciate what I looked like? Or how did I not see it then? Sure. Every single time we look back, we don't even think like that anymore. We just feel, we just know straight away that we, because we were both really into fitness. He didn't see it either. He was like, "I never saw you looking like that. I never. It was always, you know, I've, st- I've got a bit more fat. I need to lose. I've got, you know, I need to get a bigger berm. I need this and that. And that's the whole culture that we live in: is that you're never ever happy. You're never satisfied. And I think even more so being online, I was chasing those compliments and I was chasing that. Wow, you've got, you know, uh, it's just never ending.
1: Never like never satisfied. That's for sure. Wow. Well, your identity becomes hundred percent your weight right, your identity becomes how lean you are. Yeah, And so you then get so reliant on people validating that part of your identity. And it's so interesting what you said that you didn't have a personality outside of it. There's no time,
3: Mm -mm. is there? Because you're so
1: busy staying lean. Yeah, 100%. It's It's it's, got
3: to be on your mind 24 seven. It did for me anyway, you know, everybody's bodies are different. Some people can naturally be that lean and you know, that's how they live and that's fine. But for me, I know to be that lean, to look like that, it's not something that can be maintained in a healthy way. No. It had to be my everything. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And there's a much healthier point than my body can be at, which is not that point.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm
3: you very know. glad
1: to see that because
2: now yeah. you're sitting in front
3: of
1: us and you're bubbly and you're
2: full oh. of life <laughs> and, and you're full of personality. <laughs> <laughs> and happy. Oh, thank you. you yeah, so I do. Happy. I feel happy,
3: happier than ever at the moment. And your eyes shine. Oh. And I think also what's crazy looking back is if I'd have, it's not a very nice thing to myself say to myself now, but had I, you know, back then, if I'd have, flashed forward to myself looking like I do now I would have honestly been mortified thinking that I'd look like this in the future and that's sad isn't it so how did you gain confidence
2: when your body changed
3: yeah okay so it's it's a really hard question to answer because it's such a slow it's such a slow progress yeah um but the main things that stick out to me are surrounding yourself with the right people in your life now this can be obviously online and not online so yep. i've made some really good friends over the last few years who have really shown me that they value me based on you know not how i look yeah and then in a funny way they so they i now value others for how, you know, it's really hard work, but when I, you know, back in the fitness world and whatever, you know, we all subconsciously do it. You still, we still do value people on how they look, even when we try not to. We do, it's embedded in us so deeply. Um, And as I made friends with more people who valued things about me that weren't how I look, I now always and will always value people based on, you know, not how they look. Um, So that's what became such an important thing to me. Um, So surrounding myself with people offline is obviously great, and then online, it was following people that looked like me, that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just, just felt good and lived a happy life in their body that was changing and that was this and that because the online world is what you create it. You can follow, you know, a certain, you know, whatever you follow is what you're going to absorb and what you're yes, going to see. Absolutely, yeah. You can't help it. It's what you look at. And yeah, and so surrounding myself with the type of energy and the type of value that I want in life is definitely how... You know, over the years, I've gotten my confidence, and then I would say there's so many different things, really. But just just falling in love with myself in a way that isn't about how I look, then became it became. Then I became sexy to myself by not how I looked. I can't explain it sometimes. It's well, your really qualities of what make
1: you you, right? Yeah,
3: and and I think it's almost one of it's a cycle. Then once you start feeling confident, because you know. Life's too short, and this and that. I can't, you know. I feel good because I'm a good person. I love this. I've got hobbies. My life's great, um, and I and I became, you know, more confident. Then I found myself sexier because I'm feeling confident, and then you realize everyone around you also does, you know. Like Amazing. I'm, ha- and then yeah. in 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 turn, it just all kind of spirals.
1: But well, it's really hard. How, to pinpoint how you things. see yourself is how everyone will then yeah relates to you definitely right and it's an inside job isn't it it comes from yourself first first and foremost Tell us about your audience, because you've got such a massive following. So as your body changed, and I'm assuming your content started to change yeah. as well, what happened to the people that were following you? Did you get a lot of support? Did you get a lot of
2: haters? Like, yeah, what was the journey I'd there. I'd yeah, yeah. love to know that, because I, you know, people who are following you for your fitness content, yeah. I'm wondering if you then got a lot of criticism for coming out of that and for changing. Again, because it's been such a slow progress, there was never like a turning
3: point where everyone was like, whoa, you've yeah. changed.
2: Yeah.
3: But, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, I can see from my analytics, people are dropping off all the time and have done over the years. And then, so so my following sort of shot up when social media became a thing. You know, I, I'm on 800 and something now, 100,000 followers. It's and ama- then, It's amazing.
1: <laughs> amazing. Um,
3: and then it has stayed really really similar now for the Mm. past few years but when you look into the analytics I've gained so many new followers but I've also lost so many followers Mm. and that's that's a positive to me like I can, it's it's a strange mindset I've got and maybe it's because I've already got you know such a great community that I live online but if someone's to unfollow me or I'm losing followers it's only a positive to me I only want people to follow me that benefit and and want to follow me absolutely and i'll get messages sometimes from people which are my favorite type of messages to get which are you know i unf- they'll say you know i unfollowed you when you you know started posting about self love because you know it wasn't for me i was still doing fitness i was still doing this and that
0: Aww, then a few
3: years yeah. down the line when they you know whatever they went through body changes and they was they were feeling low they said they came back to my account Aww. and they refollowed me and that means that means the world to me i'm not I think everybody's at different stages in their life. And if you're not at a stage where you want to look into self-love or you want to follow someone that's yabbing on about self-love, you're not there yet. And sometimes you just need to, you know, you, you can only help yourself. It's not for other people to keep chabbing on at you if you don't want to you don't want to go on that journey yet yourself because it's such mm. a hard journey. You've got to want to go on it. Tell
1: mm. me about the relationship between self-love and fitness for you now. How does it look yeah, now?
3: completely different. Mm. I feel like in the past, there was no really self-love within the fitness, even though I felt there was. And I think the really di- the real difficulty between I think self-love and fitness is getting that balance between you know so in the past I would have been like this is great because I'm being really healthy and like I'm getting my body because everybody you know is harping on about how you need to you know lose weight for health blah blah but 99% of the time people are not losing weight for health if it was all about that it would be a different story Mm -hmm. but let's be honest we're not doing it for health a lot of the time and and it takes a big mindset switch to do it for health which is where I'm at now and it feels like the best thing ever um but it's hard to get there so yeah my relationship with with fitness and self-love previously, I feel like there was a lack of self-love, even though I didn't know it at the time. I think going through my pregnancies and losing a lot of mobility and ability in my body, hip pain, pelvic pain. I my, in my last pregnancy, I could not walk for more than five minutes. I had mm. to rest a lot, mm. and my fitness levels hit ultimate low. Like I'm out of breath now if I'm walking for you know a couple of minutes, sort of thing. I've never been so motivated to be healthy and to be fit. And I just do not care about how I look because body changes, if they're going to come, they'll follow. If they don't and you're fit as a fiddle, then what's the problem? You know, you're trying your best, you're working on your fitness and health. And that's that's all it is for me now because I just, I think having had that taken away, oh, I just want to look after my body. And I just, all my working out and all my fitness now just comes from such a a point of self-care and self-love. And that's, I think if everyone could get there, it would be such a, oh, we'd probably all love working out again. I think the reason that we...
1: Well, Lauren wouldn't.
2: (laughs) That is true. I wouldn't.
3: (laughs) not for some it's not for everyone no it's Karen. not it's not you're right you and I would have a
1: great time in the gym together you're right it's
3: not I'd everyone. have a
1: coffee with you afterwards
2: <laughs> <laughs> or oh, I'd hold good. one of your babies yeah. while you work out oh you'd love that I would love that oh that yeah. sounds lovely <laughs> And you've got two daughters now, yeah, two I two in two years. I know. So you've been pregnant and you're breastfeeding and yeah. it's a, it takes a big physical toll on That's your body, doesn't yeah. it? We, and our, we've been talking to our listeners about their body confidence and their body image and quite a few of them have said, oh, I'm postpartum and I, I hate yeah. my body. I'm so miserable and I keep looking at all the flesh it's and really everything and I hate it. And how, how have you found your own body image during your pregnancy <laughs> and afterwards?
3: Yeah, I think pregnancy is really, really tough. It, it brings on a lot of body changes and a lot of body changes quickly. Mm. And I think that's what people struggle with the most is your body suddenly, even though nine months sounds like a long time, a lot of the time you don't see any changes. So right at the end, you know, you, you, you're you growing, growing, growing. And then you're having this baby. Everything shrinks down. Everything's saggy. Everything's falling on the floor. And yeah. you're thinking, what on earth is going on here? Um, so yeah, I think pregnancy and postpartum people find really tough. And it's really tough because... People say, and they still say it to me now, and it comes from a place of love. You know, this is pe- like people offline, like my mum's friends and people like that. You're only three months postpartum, you know, you can't be worrying about that. And I think it's lovely to say, but a lot of the time, what I look like, what people look like at three months postpartum is what they'll look like at two years postpartum. It doesn't, you don't always bounce back. And those compliments can actually stay with you in a negative way. People are saying, "Oh, you, you know, you've just had a baby, you know, you look amazing or whatever. And they stick with you then because you feel like, oh yeah, I've just had a baby, so I can look like this now. But in a year, I haven't just had a baby, so I really need to look different.
1: Well, it's the focus
3: is oh. wrong
2: again, isn't it? it? Is. It's the, the bounce. bounce. Focus. It's that word. It's but the it, bounce,
1: it, bounce it, back. But they're focusing on your aesthetic. Yeah. They're focusing on your body image. Don't let's not focus on They You just had a baby. How's the baby? How's the uh, feeding going? How, how are you sleeping? Feeling? This is exactly yeah. it. Yeah, Have yeah. you eaten? You know, yeah. are you how are you adjusting sex? to motherhood? <laughs> All yeah. of that. But yeah. but it's so ingrained in everybody and that's no one's fault. It's no, not it's and not. it comes from a place of love. Yeah. But it's
3: it's just I think once you've once you do it yourself, you're really conscious to, to not comment those things yes, and yes, not say those yes, things yes. to people. And there's there's so many other compliments we can give people. <gasps> well, so many others. We did a week of compliments.
1: Did yes. you? Yep. We, did. Yes, we did. And the challenge was to compliment a stranger, but not on <gasps> an aesthetic, not yes. on the way they look. That's Now, hard. to do that with a stranger is quite difficult yeah. and also could be a bit creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely. But that was that was the challenge of the week. And the, what we really concluded was that compliments should never come in the aesthetic. Form mm-hmm. You can always like, I like your dress and they're very throwaway, yeah. you know to say, oh, you make me feel really happy or yeah. I'm loving your energy today. Yeah. Those kinds of things. There's so much more well-meaning. And yeah. to
2: accept the compliment when I someone know. says your hair looks nice. Oh, it looks disgusting. Oh, I know. That, that thing. Oh, what this old like?
1: thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: and that's that. really hard to get away from as well. Yeah. That's really hard to stop. I still struggle with that now. And I still struggle with complimenting. I can't help it. I just want to say, well, love, I love you look amazing. Yeah. And it's like, it is nice, obviously, but there's a lot more to people. And I think the more we start all thinking about what we can say, the more we'll start valuing that in people and in ourselves as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you a compliment now. I think you've got the most uplifting energy. Oh, I really do. That's lovely. I mean it. Thank you. I mean it. You guys do too. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks.
3: Such a loving. And you're just so easy to talk to. Well, we do our best. It's why you're so good at your job. (laughs) Perfect job for you.
1: Karis, tell us, do you allow others' feelings and opinions on your body to have an influence on your own body image? I know we've touched on it just Mm. being postpartum, but does that happen kind of generally or have you removed or been able to remove yourself from that completely
3: I think this is one of the weird positives I find of being online um my friends think I'm crazy for it because you are allowing yourself into hundreds of thousands of people giving their opinion on you and some of them are awful and are brutal they? yeah i oh, can't oh, imagine definitely. anyone being horrible to you oh
1: <laughs> i really can't <laughs> oh they do
3: um no you know i don't get a lot of negativity online which is lovely but it is there and it's going to be there for anyone online you mm. literally you could be well, the you're... purest
2: person in the world yeah you've opened yourself up to it How can so you i mean yeah. we've got
1: about six followers on youtube i don't even think they called <laughs> subscribe
3: and they're even.
2: all horrible they're hate us. Us. They, they hate, hate us they hate us on youtube we get things like <laughs> what the... are you two middle-aged women yeah. doing on youtube yeah. I mean, we get like only hate no no yeah, it's, it's basically savage I find yeah Vile.
1: Mm. Lauren gets really upset
2: I get really annoyed yeah I'm like also you're about 12 so no, why don't. are you watching us in the first place go and watch Pokemon yeah. or something you know? Pokemon. don't even let yourself stress <laughs> don't waste your time do Pokemon. not waste your time yeah Pokemon <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> I just can't with her do not
3: do not even <laughs> bother with it it's, it's everywhere and it's no matter you know who you are or what you do there's going to be people on there um but I think, in a funny way, it really helped me detach myself from other people's opinions because I just, I just do not. I will. I refuse to live a life where I am, you know, living for someone else. Why? Why does it matter? What you know? It's your why, life. Yeah, we're gonna get to to eighty years old. Look back and think. Yeah, I never did what I wanted to do. I always did it for John on YouTube. Yeah. Said I was <laughs> too chubby. Like, Fucking John on YouTube. I tell you what, he is busy on YouTube, John. He's got a good life. <laughs> Has <laughs> tap, tap. he? Has he? Has he? Or is he very sad? No, he's very bored watching my
1: YouTube videos and saying I'm too chubby. Like, it's just not. I always say in your, you know, not your eulogy, but one's eulogy. If someone stood up at my eulogy and said, oh, she was always so thin. No, exactly. You would have done life so wrong. Yeah, you'd right? be mortified. Mortified. You be, you'd
3: be like, if that was all people remembered about you, yeah. like, no, you wouldn't want it, would you? No. But yet, yeah, that is literally what's on our minds so much. Yeah. And um, so I think in a funny way, social media has given me that. Um, yeah, I just like gosh, no, I'm not going to waste my time caring what people think. And, and, you know, I can literally scroll past comments now that are like, you're so fat. And like, my heart doesn't even flutter. I don't even, my friends are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, no, because it's, because it's, because everyone's going to think that. Even even when I was the smallest I'd ever been, there was still hate comments. Yes. There was still, you're too muscly, you're too this, yes. you're too that. It's not that it's going to change. I'm not going to lose weight now and John's going to be like, oh, lovely, you look really good. No, he'll be on to the next thing and so will everyone else. So Like, true. it's just... Just don't, just don't
1: do it for anyone else. Just do it for you. It doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah, the hate is going to be there regardless. 100%.
3: You just have to live
2: your life. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I really respect that because oh, that is a yeah. skill to be able just to, to feel yeah, that and do that. John. You've got to ignore John. He's been
3: there for seven (laughs) years.
1: He's never going anywhere. Like, just let him live. Fuck John. (laughs) That's it. Tell us, Carys, if someone is listening now and they do want to rid themselves of the diet culture, but they are firmly embedded in it, which, listen, I have been there. I was there for many, many years. Mm. What would you say to a woman? How can she start to get on her journey of body confidence?
3: I would definitely say start by surrounding yourself with the right people and if you know in person that's hard because it's really hard to make friends when you're an adult really hard yeah we've we've done a whole episode on it it really making friends as an adult yeah Yeah, it's really hard um but i think the online space can be really a positive space for you if you are looking for self-love and self-confidence because you've got a whole array of people who are living in your body shape there's someone that looks like you online whatever you look like um and finding those people is just a great start because it gives you that confidence that you might not have seen within people in your life because especially if you're you know surrounded with friends and family we're all still a bit backwards and a bit you know it depends who you've got in your life but you know a lot of my friends they it's it's their family that are, uh, uh, they don't mean to but saying oh you'd look lovely in that if you lost a bit of weight and, <gasps> and it's just like it breaks my heart when people say that it really truly breaks my heart people still um, say that I know that's what you think isn't it you get in a bubble and then you hear things you think what Do people still think like that oh no Um, So there's that. And then I think it's just really thinking about what what life, what's the life you want to live? You know, you're so embedded in it now and you feel it's it's everything to you. I think you've really got to vision yourself in that rocking chair when you're 80 years old, Mm -hmm. looking back on your life. Mm -hmm. What do you want to look back on? Because if it's that you've spent the last five years on this diet that's never going to work, this and that, You know, it's going to last forever. That's going to keep repeating year on year because it doesn't change. Diet culture, we know statistically, these fad diets, they do not work. And you're back in the position a few years down the line and you're unhappy again. So think to yourself, what do I really want in my life? What do I want to look back on? I want to look back on memories, moments. I want to, you know, take all these experiences in my stride because also, aside from diet diet culture, when you're within that, you put off experiences. I'll do that when I'm when I'm thin. Or oh, no, I I can't you know wear the bikini. I can't go swimming with my kids because you know everyone will be looking at me. Who cares? Like life's too short. What do you want? Create that life for yourself that you want. If you want to be you know, and it doesn't mean that you can't go to the gym and be you know, um, focus on what you eat and do it for yourself that in a, in a healthy way. You know, feel good. And and health and fitness can be a part of your life, of course it can. It's a really important part of all of our lives, being healthy. but when it becomes everything about your life and for the wrong reasons, you're going to create a life that you, you don't want to look back on and you won't be having those positive vibes. There's a, big,
1: there's a big difference in going to the gym or working out or going for that run because you want to lose weight or mm-hmm. you want to tone up, doing it for the aesthetic reasons than there is because I want to aid my lifestyle and I yeah. want to be fit and I want to be healthy and yeah. I want to be strong. Mm-hmm. They are very different and the energy behind it feels completely oh, so different. different. And my- by yeah. me stepping outside of that because I did it for so many years of just wanting to be leaner and wanting to be musclier and wanting yeah. to more of a six pack and wanting yeah. my ass to be lifted and mm. they were the only reasons I went to the gym. Yeah. Now they it doesn't even play into it. Now I go because it gives it keeps me active yeah. it keeps my mental health well it stops my anxiety there's so many good there's things. so many reasons right Girl. it keeps me strong it keeps me energized yeah. Every, i mean lauren has said if i don't go to the gym she won't work with me No, I it's true. i won't
2: It would I, be unbearable I, yeah. I am so
1: unpleasant when i haven't been so yeah. i have to
2: and also to do if it. there was a fire i need her to be strong enough mm. to drag my body out of the building <laughs> <laughs> this is it and, and we have this conversation a we lot have, she's have. fucked if there's a fire because i can't drag
1: her she's out. around 60 kilos I reckon I'm, o- I'm okay. You she
2: like could, she, she can bench press,
1: deadlift around, <laughs> <her up>. yeah, <laughs> no yeah. problem. I pick um. up a big uh, sixty kilo ball. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> I roll myself into a ball shape and you yeah. can carry me out. That'd be, be great. Fine.
3: I
0: love it. Um,
1: so I think there's so many reasons of working out and, yeah. and doing it for a six pack or for whatever reason, for the aesthetic yeah. reason is so <clears throat> limiting. It's so life yeah. limiting.
3: Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Couldn't agree more.
1: What would you say to your uh, your two beautiful daughters? I was just
2: about to ask oh, the same question. You. What is your message to them? So, because I you're a so mummy of daughters
1: now, and I know.
2: they're growing up in the same world. So I'm I'm very interested, and I think they're very oh. lucky to have a mother with oh. such a, an amazing attitude. Because I I do think a lot of this stuff feeds down from yeah, mothers massively. to daughters. Yeah. Even if they don't say it, no. just by watching your mother pinch a bit of fat on her stomach or watching her diet or watching her restrict or watching her say, I can't possibly wear that. I look horrible today. Who wasn't on Weight Watchers and Slimming
3: World back in that? You're like, literally, I feel like every mum was. It was, it it was, and it wasn't their fault. It's embedded in us. It literally is. Four
1: days after my daughter was born, I was in the Slimming World queue.
3: Oh, they should have booted you
1: out. days.
3: No, they wouldn't have, would they? They wouldn't four have. Four days, you out. still
2: bleeding. Oh still no, that's everything just so, so sad. Yeah, lactate, gushing no. oh. out. Four days, disgusting. They should have booted you that out. Seriously like you. You so yeah. That seriously makes me so sad, and that's wow. it.
3: That'll still be the reality for so many people, but not for your kids. No, yeah. oh, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, I could get so emotional when I talk about my girls because because that's I think it motivates me so much having them and just and just thinking that's the my my the worst thing in the world look at them they're so pure they're so innocent they don't care about how they look they've got so much Value about them. They, they 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 value life for everything other than how yeah. it looks. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to grow up, and everyone's going to tell them horrible things, and they might end
1: up, you know, whatever. Or they'll unhappy. tell them nice things. Or, things like, "Oh, you look pretty in that dress," or "Oh, what a uh-huh. lovely bow," or all those, you know, all that messaging. Or sure. a girl has to be decorative or pretty. Mm-hmm. Just feeds in. Yeah. So one of the big things I'm really trying to do is what we talked,
3: what we spoke about earlier, is compliment them not on how they look yeah. and it's so hard. It's so put her in a nice outfit and yeah. I just want to say look <laughs> you, look outfit, the mirror, yeah. you look so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I can't help it. And even if I do, you know, it's it's fine. You, you can't, you know, change overnight. And those things are still lovely to say, of course they are, but I really do try to say things to them like, you know, you're so creative, you know, you're so strong, wow, look mm. at you, this mm. and that. Um, you know, I love that you love music and yeah, because they, they love everything when they're that age. Absolutely. They do. And including
2: their bodies. You yeah. Know. I they know. delight in their yeah, bodies. Yeah, they do. And they love to run around the garden naked. Oh, and they love everything yes, about themselves. And yes. I, I wonder at which point that. Kind of switches because I I've, I have sons, so yeah. I, it's different for well, I'm me. I'm telling but. you when it switches is it around eight or nine. It's oh, early. Is it? It's early. <gasps> I've always delighted in their bodies and telling them you're delicious, mm. you're gorgeous, you're you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's equally as important to say you're so kind. Mm-hmm. That's really thoughtful. Yes, you're a really loving person. But it's 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 so important. Oh, it's so important. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's a really
3: interesting thing. My mum. Is friends it's a random? one. my mum's friends with a psychologist who was talking to her the other day about how kids' minds work and how it's really important, even down to when they draw a picture, and um, you can't, you straight away want to go. I love it. It's amazing. We never ask them what they think. We we don't. Need, I, and I, as soon as she said that, I thought, you know what, you're right. I, she wouldn't draw a picture, and I wouldn't go. Do you like what you've done? And I started so doing true. it and it was so interesting. And you know, sometimes she'd say yes, sometimes she'd say no. And they and then the psychologist was saying, if they say no, then then you can, you know, be like, Oh, I really like it. And that and that's, you know, nice and it reassures them. But it really encourages them to check in with themselves. Yes. Because he was saying that then when they go to school and someone says, You're ugly, you straight away. You haven't checked in with yourself. Wait, do I do I think I'm ugly? Do I like myself? But it's not a thing for them because we are all going, you're amazing, you're this, you're that, and then we're believing everything everyone tells us. Then when someone says we're ugly, we think, oh well, yeah, we are meant to believe everything everyone says. <laughs> rather than, do I like myself? Caris, tell it. us about your book that's coming out. Oh yes, okay. So it's it's called Plan, Reflect, Repeat. Um, and it, planning and reflecting are two, two like, things that have been really important for me over the years. I've always loved planning, and that's you know its own thing. And then through my self-love journey, journaling and writing down my thoughts has been I, it's so simple, but it has helped so much. Um, and whether that comes to, you know anxiety, confidence, anything like that, putting your thoughts down on paper for me anyway, is often enough, and it has been enough. You know, if I'm feeling anxious about something, I will write it down. You know, I'll go through it. I'll be able to process it and all of that. So journaling um, in lots of different ways has been a big thing for me and also planning. And then um, I always dreamed of having them all in one place because I've got all these planners scattered around my house and all these mental health journals and I wanted to create something that had it all in one. I could take my book with me when I go on holiday, when I go away, it's always with me. Um, And so I created that. Half of the journal is every day, week, and month. You plan and then you reflect. So you plan on the day, you reflect on the day. You plan your week, you reflect on the week. And then the second half of the book is you know journaling activities, anxiety dumps, reframing negative thoughts, and all that all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just everything sounds I've loved. Gorgeous. Doing. <laughs> it sounds
1: gorgeous. Congratulations! Uh, when's on that? it out?
3: Seventeenth yeah. uh, of August. So it's out for pre order now on Amazon, um, but it comes out on the seventeenth of August. It's okay. released.
2: fantastic
1: and if people want to hear more from you how can they be in touch with you where can they find all of this lovely messaging oh um so
3: i'm under karis.whittaker on instagram and then the same on uh tiktok and then on youtube it's james and karis
1: Love me. thank you so much for being here you are a total joy and a total inspiration i'm so pleased for you that you found your way out of diet culture because Mm. to rob everybody from this gorgeous personality (laughs) would be a crime you guys
3: are just so nice thank you so much i can't believe i've just done my first podcast
1: you absolutely fucking rocked it you really did (laughs) i want to do lots more good (laughs) you can come back anytime we'd love to have you thank you guys Try Notion for free when you go to Notion.com slash self-care club.
2: That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show.
0: Notion.com slash self-care club. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
1: How can we begin to help ourselves on the journey towards body confidence? This is a very big question. Yeah, it is. It's huge. And it's something that I really want everybody, including myself, to get on top of. Yeah. Because this shit weighs you down, as we just heard. So we love an acronym at the Self-Care Club. So we have created one to help you with body confidence. And it's called, it's easy this one, clubbers, self-love.
2: And we're going to take you through it.
1: We are.
2: The S, shift your focus. Instead of fixating on perceived flaws, shift your focus towards the things you appreciate about your body. Make a list of qualities, features or strengths that you like or you're grateful for. Redirect your attention to those positive aspects whenever negative thoughts arise. E, encourage and embrace self-compassion. Yeah, treat yourself with kindness and
1: compassion. Replace that self-criticism with self Acceptance, acknowledge that nobody is perfect. Nobody, by the way, because perfection doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's an ideal that was made up and it's okay and very, very normal to have flaws and or imperfections. So treat yourself as you would treat a close friend with love, understanding and forgiveness. Uplift yourself with statements that emphasize your worth capabilities and unique qualities. L in self-love is for limit
2: exposure to negative
1: influences now
2: come on i know you're doom scrolling social media and i know we all consume and look at people who make us feel quite shit about ourselves sometimes so just try and be mindful of this and its impact on your own body image and please just unfollow social media accounts that trigger any negative feelings or comparison i have done that have you
1: Yes, I've done it loads, 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 loads. And when
2: you don't see it, you don't think about it
1: anymore. And sometimes a sponsored link will come up of like an account that I unfollowed and they come up and that trigger is exactly the same. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am so happy that I don't get to see this account on a daily basis because look what it does to me. It's not good. No, curate your feed. It's your feed. You do not owe anybody else or any account anything. F. Focus on health, not appearance. So we're going to touch much more on this next week, aren't we? But in brief, just prioritize your overall health and well-being. It can take you away from seeing any aesthetic flaws that make you feel shit, basically. Yeah. But we're going to delve much more into that. So don't think we're just flying over this because this is a very, very important piece. L in self-love. Love your body. Just as it is. Just as it is. You get to do that, by the way. We give you permission here and now to love your body. Because sometimes we forget to do that. Mm. We forget that we're allowed to. Mm. We forget that we're even able to. Because well, we are given messages all the time.
2: And also, it kind of feels more natural to pick yourself apart than it does to just say, yeah, but this only is because, great.
1: Only because we're conditioned and taught to, right? Yeah. So it's so deep that we don't even realize we're doing it. And actually... To just think, okay, oh, what do I get to love about myself today? I mean, that is a very, very empowering question. The O, I've called it a circle, and it's a circle of trust. Nice, nice, nice. Surround yourself with supportive people, please, who support and uplift you, engage in conversations that focus on inequalities, achievements, and personal growth, rather than solely on appearances. And you know those people, don't you? Oh, yeah you know always want to talk about how much weight they put on or how their arms look what or, diet they're on or what diet they're on or how many times they've been to the gym shut up Lauren but you know <laughs> those people are never going to allow you to step into this self-love they're never because they're drawing you back into the diet culture narrative all the time v value positive self-talk So monitor, just monitor and be aware of your inner dialogue and replace negative self-talk with positive affirmations which we're gonna tell you a bit more in a minute. And E, engage in self-care.
2: Just use practices that nourish your mind, your body and your soul and prioritize those activities that make you feel good and help you connect with your own body in a positive way.
1: Now, we want to tell you that body confidence is not about having a perfect body. Nope. Or it's not about being free from insecurity. It is a journey, okay? And it involves challenging and reframing negative thoughts and beliefs about your body. And yes, you can do it. We can all do it together. It's about embracing who you are as you are. So the practice that we are trying out this week is nude mirror gazing.
2: Why are we testing this out? Well,
1: why is a very good question.
2: <laughs> because... There is no hiding from yourself in front of a mirror. And that is why mirror work is one of the most powerful ways to develop a profound relationship with yourself and with your body. By simply looking and talking to yourself, you can connect to your inner self. And at first, we know it's going to be a bit uncomfortable. It might be a bit emotional. It might be very awkward because it involves being vulnerable. We all know how much I hate that. And possibly exposing yourself to deep feelings and lots of us really enjoying beating ourselves up. Well, I don't know if we enjoy it. We're just so used to it, so habitual. Well, it's part of our daily self-talk, isn't it? To beat ourselves up, look at ourselves and say something horrible about ourselves. It's like your go-to.
1: And that's why women feel so uncomfortable to celebrate themselves or just be kind, even outwardly. Yeah. How often does a friend turn around to you? They just can't be nice about themselves. And then when they do, they go like, oh, I'm not, I'm not being big headed. Not like they're having to apologize for it, excuse it. It's just you're just telling me something that's true about you. But it's so um, it's so frowned upon in society. It really is. Men can do it much better. Oh,
2: yeah. Men can do it. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why. Why? Because the messaging
1: is completely different. They're told to be bold and forthright and assertive and. You know, and and it's good to be a confident man. It is not good to be a confident woman.
2: Don't you think? I think it's um, it doesn't come naturally to us. It feels uncomfortable to us.
1: But don't you think that's why?
2: P- quite possibly. Although, obviously, there are lots of men who also struggle terribly with their own body confidence and their own body image.
1: I'm saying generic, just... Generically, generically. Yeah, absolutely. My, my husband is far better at saying nice, positive things about himself than than I am I mean yeah. I am much better at it these days but I don't think I'd beat myself up that much but he it comes much more naturally to him yeah.
2: yeah yeah so the purpose of mirror work is to cultivate self-love self-care and self-worth and to really level up we are doing it naked because naked mirror work brings a deeper connection to your feminine essence and your physical body and loving and accepting every single inch of you
1: inside and out right yeah inside and out so for some this may not happen immediately as you will work through insecurities and self-resentments the more emotional you feel the more transformations are happening so just to keep that in mind and as you consistently do this for a week or perhaps even two weeks it becomes easier and much more natural and hopefully you will begin to accept and love yourself and see yourself just the way
2: you are So let's talk about how we practice nude mirror gazing. It's not difficult. You're going to stand in front of a full length mirror. You're going to make sure that you're in a comfortable, quiet space. You're going to undress completely naked. Do you have to watch yourself undress? No, but you just have to be fully undressed. You are then going to look at yourself in the mirror. You are going to admire every single inch of your body from the top of your head down to your toes. And then you're going to create some personal affirmations. When we use affirmations, we are affirming something we like about ourselves or something positive that we wish to give ourselves. And you're going to repeat those affirmations five times whilst looking yourself in the eyes. That's the slightly awkward bit but that's what you've gotta do. And if you wanna go one step further, if you feel comfortable enough, you can touch your body as you repeat the affirmations. You might not be comfortable and that's fine, but it's something that you can work your way up to.
1: So we're gonna give you a few examples of some uh, positive body confidence affirmations that you can use. I am happy to be me. My appearance does not define my value. I am worthy. I accept my body for all that it is. My body is unique and beautiful in its own way. I embrace and celebrate the diversity of my body. I am more than my appearance. My worth is not defined by how I look. I am grateful for my body and all that it allows me to do. I love and accept myself exactly as I am. There's so many that yeah. you can do. And and by the way, just make your own up make them Absolutely. yours personalize them yeah. those were just absolute examples yeah um, feel free to use them and please we invite you to use your own
2: and if you can't find a particular thing to say you could just say something like i'm proud of my body and the story that it tells me
0: you know nice. that that's
2: that's enough because over time what we're hoping is that these affirmations sort of rewire the negative thought patterns and they just foster a more positive and compassionate mindset towards your body you can also write them down you can also put your favorite ones on a post-it note and you can stick them on your mirror so if they don't pop into your head or if you don't feel like saying them out loud you could still stand there and see them and they'll sink in and that's the hope it's just with repetition and time well it's building a new muscle yes right that muscle of you look like
1: shit oh my god look at those love handles look at that ass you know that's all very ingrained and very normal and very habitual but we're trying to break free of that so we have to build up slowly to it and it takes time it and does. it takes patience
2: i noticed the other day i was putting my son's clothes away and his girlfriend had put a post it on his full length mirror and it just said damn you look great today she'd put it up there for him and i thought how cute is that, that is how cute. lovely is that yeah she you might have put
1: it up there for her too
2: she might have done but I feel like she put it up there for him I thought what a sweet loving thing to do for someone
1: that is very sweet
2: yeah nice so how are you feeling going into nude mirror gazing um how was
1: I feeling about it I mean I, I didn't really want to do it why Because everything we said in the intro, it's uncomfortable, it's awkward, it's completely removed from anything that we are taught. Um, Standing in front of the mirror and telling myself how great I am is just, feels like bollocks to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt very uncomfortable about it. How did you feel about it?
2: The nude bit, fine. Um... I did wonder how much I would struggle to really say positive stuff, but I f- actually surprisingly felt quite open to the practice. Okay. I'm quite interested in how the week would progress. Nice. Mm. Okay. Do you wanna kick it off? Sure. So I've actually been nude mirror gazing for the last 15 minutes without really realizing that I was nude mirror gazing. So I thought I'd better make a voice note. Uh, I I've had a shower And I'm just putting on my makeup and I'm naked. I I always do this naked. I seem to spend a lot of time naked in my bedroom. So I've stopped the makeup and I'm just having a good objective look at everything as it is. How am I feeling about my body? Well, I'm enjoying the fact I've got a little bit of a tan going on. That's quite nice. I like seeing my skin golden like that. I've got a bloated belly because I am premenstrual. It doesn't look particularly nice, but for today, I'm just going to accept it. This is how my body looks in this part of my cycle. And in a few days, it will look different. And you know what? It's, It's fine. So that was my first... My first morning. Great. I mean, the thing is, to be really honest with you, I haven't historically given that much thought to my body confidence. As in, I feel I've always felt pretty okay with how I look.
1: I was just about to say, you probably haven't given much thought to it because you've always had it, naturally had it, body confidence. Yes. Because if you don't have it, I can tell you now... You pay a lot of attention to
2: it. Yes. I'm it's something sure. that
1: is very noticeable when you don't have it.
2: And actually I was walking with Kate Medlin, therapist of the show, this weekend and I was telling her all about this practice. And she said, But I wonder how this practice is for you and Nicole. She's like, Because Nicole is a head turner, and I'm sure all her life she's been a head turner. So she said, And you have always known you're attractive. She's like, Don't, you know, you can't lie about it it's how you have always felt and been perceived. So it's very different coming at it from that angle, rather than an angle of I hate myself, I've always hated myself, I've always been unattractive. But I guess what was interesting about this week is because I have not paid that much attention to my body, I haven't paid that much attention to the fact that it is now changing. It's not changing in an attractive way, it's changing in a less attractive way. And so when I really- What was her point though? her point was saying that her point was
1: that we come at it differently from someone who doesn't feel attractive
2: yes or perhaps we generally might have an easier time with this practice than someone who cannot bear to look at themselves in the mirror who would find that frightening abhorrent be disgusted with themselves you and I don't feel like that
1: no I don't I don't feel disgusting and I don't feel like I can't look in the mirror no that is absolutely true um i do believe that regardless i think this practice is in spite of what you look like a difficult practice mm. um and <laughs> look you know how they they would call it like thin privilege let's just call it like attractive privilege Just for... Slim
2: privilege or whatever it is.
1: Yes. Okay. So yes, we are two attractive women. That feels very, very, very uncomfortable to say that. Oh my
2: God, it feels fucking awkward as hell to say that.
1: But what I don't want to do is for that piece to take away from the importance of this particular episode. Because this is still a stretch for you and me. It is still uncomfortable for you and me. And the messaging is still exactly the same for you and me and for anyone else regardless of what we look like how what size body we're in what shape body we're in where even if you're kim fucking kardashian the messaging is the same look at the and all the kardashians look at the stress and pressure they are under to look perfect all the time i promise well, look you. at the work
2: that they have to have done right
1: but, so i promise you that messaging is no different for them and they are absolute beauties without a doubt right so so this messaging is universal mm. Mm. is my point mm. regardless of shape size age gender all
2: of it but i think what i found interesting was uh, i'm very comfortable being naked i don't feel self conscious if I'm wandering around my bedroom and Ollie's in there, or not the big kids, obviously, because that'd be totally inappropriate. But if the little one's in there, that's fine. I never feel like I should cover myself or I'm ashamed. But I have noticed since I've got to 40 that I don't feel so great. You know, there are bits I don't like anymore. And that's what was kind of coming out this week. I'll play you my second voice note. Okay. The thing is about this nude mirror gazing is you can go two ways with it. You can either stand in front of the mirror and you can... Pick yourself to pieces. You can poke and prod and grab flesh and look at every single thing that you don't like or things that used to look better that look terrible now. And it's just such a shit way mm. to start the day. Yeah. And I don't care how many positive affirmations you want to make. If you're standing there with the viewpoint of, this is disgusting, I look disgusting. I don't feel that the affirmations are going to get you anywhere so today because I'm still pre-menstrual I honestly I honestly mean this and I'm imagining if this happens to me it must happen to some of you my belly looks like I'm about five months pregnant I mean it's not even like soft it's like hard and round and if I wore a a a tight outfit everyone would be asking me when I was expecting and they wouldn't be saying it as a joke this just happens to me once a month and it's not in my control and it's not to do with being fat or greedy or overweight or anything it's just a hormone thing but I feel so revolting when I look like this so there's no point Today, in me doing these positive affirmations because I'm just not going to feel any better so I'm just going to put on a loose top and just wait for the day to pass so I just couldn't do it that day I couldn't do it that day because it it, but you would but you did do it well I just I just let it go I just accepted okay this is how I look today that's doing it Mm. it didn't feel positive it felt kind of um resigned, resigned which is different But I just thought, I I can't stand here because I'm not going to be able to say anything good. I feel so uncomfortable. I look so awful like this, even though this is not in my control. This is a hormonal thing.
1: Again, it's your narrative and your ideals and standards that are coming to the forefront of this. Sure. Right. Because you don't look awful. Because someone else would look at you and think you look absolutely amazing. I'm sure your husband would look at you and think you look feminine and womanly and gorgeous. So that's it's just you. I know that you're making a face like mm, I don't know. They making a
2: face at you because it's it's extreme. Like when that happens once a month, it's ex- it's I look- not
1: extreme because I spend every fucking day with you from Monday to Friday. I spend every day with you, and I have never ever ever seen your belly. I've never looked at you and thought. She looks pregnant. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. So it's not But extreme. I'm not naked when I'm with you. My, I would still see it in your clothes. I've spent enough time with you. My point is, it's all, it's your story. Yeah. And, and that's what this is. And that's when this practice has to come into play. Because when we're, it's about accepting yourself as you are. When, not not when you're not bloated or when you're not due on and your belly's a bit flatter and you feel a bit more confident and you're ovulating and you feel a bit, you know, juicier. It's not for then. It's for always. Mm.
2: It's, I I think, I just wanted to make the point, it's not always, it's not easy. Of
1: course it's not easy and it's not always realistic to look in the mirror and and say, you can say the words, yeah, I look great.
2: Yeah, but it felt empty to have made those affirmations on that day. So I let it go. So it's 48 hours later, I look back to normal. When I say normal, I mean normal as I look now, age 45. This is not the body that used to look back at me in the mirror. This is a body that is about a stone heavier, a dress size up. It's definitely wobblier in the middle. Uh, The thighs are a bit larger. The belly is larger. I mean, the belly... I don't like the belly. I'm just going to say it. I don't like it. And it is not a belly that could wear low slung trousers and a crop top like I used to wear. Am I sad about that? (sighs) Yeah, a little bit. I also have to accept I'm 45 and I've had three kids. However, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've had three children and therefore I have to look like this because I know plenty of people who've had more than three children, friends of mine who are lighter than me and have flatter stomachs than me and look phenomenal. And whether that is genetics or they work very hard at it or they diet all the time, I don't know. But I don't think it is a blanket excuse. And there are people who do go around saying, oh, my C-section shelf, even though their children are now teenagers. You know, (laughs) It's, it's not an excuse forever. I look the way I look, A, because I'm older, B, because I eat whatever I want when I want and I don't restrict, and C, I don't really exercise. So I, I'm actually lucky to still fit in all of my jeans, which I do, but I can't really tuck a tight t-shirt into them. And my options are A, accept myself as I am and feel confident about it, or B, do something about it, change it and be thinner. And both those options are perfectly acceptable and fine. And both those options are mine to do with as I wish.
1: Or C, look in the mirror and feel like shit about
2: yourself, which is not really a great option. (laughs) No, that's not a good option. No. So I guess this week really for me was about really looking and coming to terms with the fact that The body I assume I'll see when I look in the mirror is not the body that looks back at me anymore. And sometimes I'm still quite shocked about that because in my head, I'm still a size eight with a really flat stomach. It's like dysmorphia the wrong way. I still think I still think I'm thin, but I'm not. You are. You are. I'm not you, thin. You, I'm I'm slim, and I'm plenty slim enough. And it's and it's. But can fine. I just say,
1: for someone that doesn't exercise and does eat whatever they want, you look great.
2: That's what I said. I'm fucking lucky you, I do fit in my jeans. I'm are lucky.
1: So. Yes, Lucky, I am.
2: Yes, I am. You
1: have what is termed as thin privilege. You I do. really, really, really do.
2: But when I see the bits I don't like that have changed for all, probably a combination they of would all of those for reasons, anybody. I'm sure they would. But what could I look like, or how much happier could I be with my body if I changed that stuff? But can I be bothered? Am I happy to just let age and time and feel happy with not doing the things I don't want to do and accept? The consequences of that. So that's what I've kind of been weighing up and dealing with this week when I've been really looking every day. It's
1: interesting because it's a conversation that you and I talk about quite frequently. Yeah. About it, because I'm on the one end of the spectrum and you're on the other. Yeah. No, well, you're not on the other, but you know, we come at it very, very differently. Yeah. Um, and I I don't understand how you can be in your 40s with a busy family life and a busy job and all the demands that life is chucking at you and not exercising and not from an aesthetic point of view but just from a mental health point of view for me it's my it's my medicine i know it's my copa yeah and obviously it's lovely that it has this side bonus that it keeps your body toned up Mm. um but i i can't ever get my head around that you don't need it
2: but you also often ask me the question, well, if you were in a bigger body or your body had got much bigger, let's say you were a size 16, 18, 20, at that point would you do something or would you be accepting of that body size for you? And I can't I find that very hard to answer because I don't know. Well we talk about it from a menopausal point of
1: view don't yeah. we? because people's women's bodies change in menopause. Uh, yes, a lot. Yes. One of my friends has, has lost so much weight in menopause she can't put weight on and I know that sounds like a lovely problem to have but actually what it's done is it's made her body and her bones very frail yeah well it's
2: happened to my mum and and actually it's it sounds great oh I can eat everything and I can't put weight on but it's not not, it's not great it's not great because I think you can it causes osteoporosis and things like that so it's it's it's,
1: not great and she really wants to put weight on yeah but she just can't yeah yeah Um, And that's just what hormonally her body is doing for her. Um, And a lot of women put on weight through their middle. Absolutely. They get the middle age spread for want of a better phrase. Menno
2: belly, they call it. Oh,
1: is that what it's called now? That's nice. nice. Um, And we've often discussed if that happens to you in menopause, if you go up a few dress sizes, will will you want to exercise then? And, you know, it's hard to say, isn't it?
2: It's hard to say. And I find it very hard to say if I'm going to be all right with that. I suspect I wouldn't be all right with that. But I don't know. Well, maybe you'll have to do more nude mirror gazing to be all right with it. So I made another voice note, which was basically me deciding I'm going to talk about all the things I like about my body. And now I feel quite self-conscious playing the voice note. So do you want me to play it or shall I not play it? I don't know. I feel very divided.
1: It's totally up to you. Of course, I want to hear it, and of course, I think everyone listening is thinking,
2: "Yes, come on, player, we want to hear you be I nice mean, about yourself." Honestly, I feel a bit, um, I feel a bit self-conscious because it's the same narrative. Like, oh, I feel a bit, I feel a bit uh, boastful, I feel a bit show-offy, but I feel if I don't do that. I'm not encouraging anyone else to do it. Well, I was just about to say that. Like, let's give a different perspective on here. Like,
0: we're here. Yeah,
1: because we're here to help others and ourselves get through this in a smoother way, right? So we have to lead the way. I'm going to
2: play it. I've decided to focus today with my nude mirror gazing exercise with all the things I like about myself because you know what? There are some things I like. And here they are. I'm going to go from the bottom up. I like my feet. They are very neat and tidy. Many people have ugly feet. Genetically, I was blessed with nice feet and I'm grateful for them. I like the proportions of my body. Nothing is too short or too long. It's well proportioned. I like the fact that my figure is quite straight up and down. I would never win a Kardashian looky-likey competition. I have a small flat bottom and a straight waist And I actually really like having that shape. I'm very grateful for it. I like my boobs. I have always liked them. They have uh, fed three children. And they're all right. They're in good nick. And I really appreciate them. And I am grateful that they are healthy. And I have them. And I send them lots of love. I like my ears. They are small. And they are very flat to my head. And I like my eyes. So look. This stuff's all genetic. It's nothing I've done or not done or continue to do or don't do. It's just the way I was born. So my affirmation for today is going to be, I really like a lot of things about my body. They're perfect just the way they are. That was a better day. Lovely. That was lovely. And that was my week. Lovely. We're very proud of you. Thanks. Because that was brave. It's a very, very interesting practice. Yes. Much more interesting than I thought it would be. Yes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centres or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Okay, let's, um, let's go on to my week. I'm struggling. I am struggling to stand in the mirror naked, telling myself affirmations, it doesn't feel comfortable, it doesn't feel authentic, it doesn't feel truthful. Um, And I I try, try not to focus on what my body looks like. So I'm so ingrained to think of all the ways in which my body is supporting me, working for me, helping me, that actually standing in the mirror and telling myself that I look great as I am just feels silly. And I, I don't think I'm ever going to get that narrative out of my head of, well, you could look better, and you should look better. And why do you look like that? And why have you got a bit of fat there? And why have you got silly like there? And why have you got a stretch like that? Like, it's so ingrained. And, and not just in me, in, in most women. It's so ingrained. I can't speak for men. But I know this is how it is for women. That we are we are we are taught to hate our bodies. That is what we are taught. We are taught to hate our bodies so that we can go and buy shit that makes us like our bodies and like our faces and like our hair. That's how the world works. It's how the world that I live in works. And it's always works that way. And this is sad, yes, this is a, it's not a realization because I've known this for a long time, but I wish I could tell you that I'm looking in the mirror and I'm telling myself you look great go rock it and you look great for 46 and all I wish I could tell you all that and tell you that I believe it but I don't believe it so I have to be truthful and this is not working for me.
2: I hate that.
1: Well don't hate it because it's my truth. I hate it
2: because I wish you could see what I see. I wish you could see your body through my eyes. Like you don't look great for 46. You look great for 36. You look great for 26. You look great. Thank you. But this isn't even really about that. I know. Right?
1: It goes, it's not about whether I look great or whether I don't. It's, I have the awareness that this is pure conditioning. I, I am fully aware of it. Um, and whether I stand in the mirror and say you look fucking great and you're better than your weight and all that shit which is true by the way I am better than my weight and I am more my weight is the least interesting thing about me I know that Um, so for me to stand in the mirror and tell myself aesthetically what I look like it just felt so counterintuitive towards all the other stuff I do for body confidence and body neutrality and body positivity Yeah, it felt it felt a bit insulting towards yeah. all of it. Yeah. So for clarity, if you are new to this show, I have had a long road with Body Positivity. Please go and listen to our Body Positivity show. I think it was about two years ago. Yeah. Um, or we actually released it last summer as well. So you'll find it in our back catalogue. And you hear my story there. So, but just... A very quick summary i was i had disordered eating i had body dysmorphia all of it and i have very much overcome it and i do not live in that world or in that mental state at all anymore um so i am so invested in what my body does for me and i'm so proud of it that to sit there and then tell it that it looks great feels like a real downgrade
2: because i think part of your recovery was about moving away from the how it looks and moving into the what it does so moving back into the space of just focusing on how it looks feels like a backward step Tot- for you totally yeah, i get that
1: totally and that's why i was really struggling yeah i get that with it yeah you know i found that that saying of eat well because you love your body not because you hate it or yeah. exercise because you love your body not because you hate it well i live by that yeah I really do. I respect my body. I really do. And we'll talk so much more about this next week. But the aesthetic piece, it was a problem for me last time when we did body positivity. Yeah. It's its its very triggering. Mm. It takes me down a road I don't want to go down. Yeah. And honestly, it makes me feel quite upset. Yeah. It really does. Because I don't want to do this anymore. No, I know. Hear my next voice note. Jim, and I was working next to a woman who had, um, she was obviously quite clearly very anorexic because her frame was very skeletal and um, she was working out next to me. And I just felt so sad. I felt so sad, like, you know, watching her frame, watching her still kind of pushing it in the gym. And I thought, wow, this messaging, the societal messaging, I'm making all assumptions about this woman, obviously. Um, just from seeing her for five minutes. But it got me thinking about societal messaging and how it impacts us and how it um, informs us on how we should feel about ourselves. And, you know, that messaging does create a lot of disordered eating and a lot of obsessive, toxic, unhealthy behaviour in everybody, not just women. I mean, women also probably but in everybody it doesn't help anyone it doesn't make anybody feel good about themselves it just makes us strive for something that is unreachable uh something that is not real and and it creates a lot of toxic very very worrying behavior and lifestyles on the back of it anyway it just got me thinking about the importance of staying healthy and the importance of having a healthy body and the having a healthy mind. Um and I just suddenly felt very grateful for my, you know, curvy, healthy body next to this woman's and it, and it's not a fair comparison. Um and I'm being raw and I'm being open about it. Um but it just it just sent me into a whole thought process about how we really need to appreciate our bodies. For all that they do and all that they are however they are. It just it just got me thinking, exactly as I said in the voice note that this this societal messaging that we need to be thinner and smaller is is can cost you everything. It yeah. really can. It can cost yeah. you everything. Yeah. Um I've got one more voice note. I was in the um I was in the sauna yesterday. There's a there's a like a little spa area as part of our gym. And I was in the sauna and you can see in like the rest of the room and there was a woman there trying, she was in a wheelchair and she was trying to get herself from her chair into the jacuzzi. And I was watching her with total amazement because she's obviously got such upper body strength and she lifted herself up, she lifted herself in the jacuzzi like no problem. And then I watched her get herself out of the jacuzzi and back in her chair and then move around the spa area to the different parts that she wanted to um, to go to. Oh, and I just looked at my body and I thought, wow, if I wanna stand up, I can stand up. If I wanna do a roly-poly, I can do a roly-poly. If I wanna do a fucking cartwheel, I can do a fucking cartwheel. If I wanna run 5K, I can run 5K. Like My body does exactly what I want it to do. And worrying about what it looks like in the mirror is such a disrespect to this amazing piece of machinery. And it's a disrespect to this woman that I'm watching because her life is a lot tougher than mine. She might not think so. Um, she looked like a very strong, confident, positive woman to me. But the struggle is going to be very different for her than it is for me. And I just took me a moment to say, right, stressing about what my body looks like in the mirror or, or focusing, even focusing on what my body looks like in the mirror feels just, the, the word disrespect just keeps coming up because it overlooks so much of what the body is doing and focusing on this one small area. It just feels very toxic to me. Yeah. With all that said, Yeah. Um, you know, the practice of the week is new mirror gazing. Yes. And I don't want to overlook that that is what our practice is because I do believe that it will very much help people. Yes. I do believe there is power in it and transformation. Yes. In it. Um, so I did do it. Of course I did. Um, Did it change how I feel about my body? Not massively, but I feel that I'm a few steps down the road from this nude mirror gazing. Mm. I feel like I've done this work and perhaps if this practice had landed on my lap eight years ago, probably would have been very helpful. Mm. Um, So my messaging is very different in my head and I've really built that muscle. Mm. But standing in front of the mirror and saying you are more than your weight and you get to feel good about yourself, and you're a 46-year-old woman who is doing the best she can, and she's determined, and you know, it was fine. Mm. It was. I can't say it was anything more than that. I turn around, I see the cellulite on my ass, and I'm like, ugh, I hate it, I hate it. I wish I could tell you that through this week, I suddenly loved the cellulite on my ass, but I don't. Mm. I, I don't. If I didn't have cellulite on my ass, would I feel a lot happier with myself? Not massively doesn't nope. make, it doesn't i always <laughs> say thank god my ass is behind me because it really makes it would make a whole lo- load of difference but it doesn't affect my life anymore it doesn't make me feel worse about myself my ass is my ass i accept it for what it is but it doesn't mean that i have to love it i feel the same way about my belly and i don't think i can go further than that and i think that we are that generation of women who had just got it too ingrained in us. I agree. And perhaps my daughters will feel differently. I hope so. I hope so, so so much. I mean, my 12-year-old is already talking about having a bigger bottom. She's got a very slender frame. Right. And she wants big boobs and a big bottom. And this is a 12-year-old. Wow. Because that's what's trendy, body size-wise, right? now if she was if she was 12 when I was 12 it would have been would have wanted... been
2: like the worst thing in the world to want a big bottom right Yeah.
1: So, it, so my point is the messaging is no different in these younger women it's just they want for something it's different it's just
2: the, the aesthetic shape changes with fashion totally totally yeah so I've sort of concluded as the week finished I sort of ended with the same feeling and I've put that in a voice note for summary well let's go into summary okay <laughs> Right, this, this, is, this is my summary. I recorded it, which is unusual. It is. But I did. Okay. It's a special week. This is how I'm choosing to end my week with this affirmation because this is how I feel. I have a body. It is a whole body. It is not a collection of problem areas and it's not a group of separate body parts that need critiquing or improving or condemning or praising. This is all my body and it is great and it belongs to me. Mm. Oh, I love that piece. So it just. It belongs to me. It just seems so um, punitive to sort of stand and go, this is nice, but this is wobbly. But I like this, but this bit could be better because w- what am I gaining? Nothing. And, and am I going to come to the studio on a Monday morning and feel better, worse, happier, sadder because I've praised or slagged off a bit of my body? All of it is one working perfect machine. That's it, that's my conclusion.
1: After seeing these two different women at yeah. the gym, two very different women having very different challenges, it just, and I didn't need that perspective, by the way, because I've always had it.
2: But it's funny that it was given to you this week.
1: Yeah, on, on two consecutive yeah. days. Absolutely. That for me to stand in the mirror in front of this woman who's in a wheelchair, who's lifting herself up and, and getting going about her life with all the challenges that she has, for me to stand in front of her and tell her all the things that I, I don't like, the cellulite on my ass.
2: Fuck off, basically. How
1: fucking disrespectful yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. To not only my body and myself, but to her and any other woman who is less able-bodied than me. Yeah. It's a disrespect. And as you said, I couldn't agree with you more. What does it gain? Me going around thinking about the cellulite on my ass all day. What does it gain? What does it gain by me going around thinking my ass is amazing? Not much. Not much. It doesn't bring much either <laughs> because it's never going to be good enough. No. I can sit there going, my ass is great, but I'm always gonna want it perkier. I'm always gonna want it higher. I'm always gonna want better boobs. Uh, there's always gonna be something aesthetic that we want for. So it's wasted energy Yeah, is my point. Yeah, Which is why I cannot wait to talk to you about next week's show and about what we're bringing because I think that is going to be the final piece to this puzzle. Well, I look forward to it. So do
2: I. And it was a really hard week, I have to say. Surprisingly, right? (sighs) When it it didn't feel, it felt like it was going to be quite a smooth, almost throwaway practice. But what came up was very different from what I expected.
1: In conclusion, yes. In conclusion, I don't like focusing on what my body looks like. Mm. That is my conclusion. I think it is a waste of time. Interesting. For all the reasons that we've just said. So, the big question. Is nude mirror gazing coming in the club? It's a no from me. And I don't say that easily and I don't say that lightly. Because I do think there are people that it would help. And I don't want to discourage anyone from trying it. Please go and try it and see what your own experience is. But for me... It felt very limiting.
2: I actually agree with you. It is also a no for me, but I don't think it's a no for everyone. And I do think there are some people who really will gain from this practice, even if it's a small gain, even if they have historically looked and been really vile about themselves. If they could change that, it's a good practice.
1: And I think... anything that brings you more self-love and peace and self-esteem i'm Mm. all for and if that brings someone if new mirror gazing brings that for someone then i absolutely applaud you and i'm so pleased for you it just didn't do that for me agreed okay that is our show our first show on body confidence we're going to be back next week with another show on body confidence as we said and we're taking the practice a bit deeper Um, so please make sure you tune in for that if you want to be in touch with us about how your body confidence journey has been please do hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or find us on all our social channels just search the Care club and we will reply as soon as we can
0: see you soon